I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode. Today, we are talking about all things breakfast. We're going to go over some reasons why we often encourage breakfast for most people. Um, We'll get to situations like maybe you don't need to eat breakfast, but like typically we, spoiler alert, do advise it for most people. Um, So we'll kind of give, I think, like six main reasons why. We'll also be discussing intermittent fasting a little bit because oftentimes when you intermittent fast, you don't eat breakfast, depending on kind of like your intermittent fast schedule that you're on. So we will go through that a little bit as well and then kind of give some easy peasy breakfast ideas as well. Yeah, Yeah. I'm so excited. Breakfast breakfast. is my favorite meal today. Me too. So this is going to be a great one. Yeah. But let's get into it because I know you're all so interested and curious about why we should eat breakfast. So we're going to, like Hannah mentioned, we're going to go through a couple of reasons. First one being when we eat breakfast, we get that immediate boost of energy in the morning. We are giving our body some more glucose. And as we know, glucose is that primary energy source our body likes to run off of. So when we're feeding our body, and I don't think I mentioned that, but we get glucose, we get glucose from food. So when we give our body that nice glucose source, that energy source, it's going to give us plenty of energy in the morning to start our day off right. And one of the biggest things I will note is I always recommend, I'm sure Hannah does as well, is trying not to eat a carb by itself by breakfast, just because it might spike your blood sugar a little bit. And not that that's a bad thing. It just won't really give you sustainable energy. So we recommend pairing it with either a protein or fat because those macros are going to, those two are going to help slow down that carb metabolism and also leave you more satiated. Yeah. I always say to like have it stick in your brain. I always say, don't eat carbs naked or try not to, which means if you have a carb, don't eat it by itself. So if you have like oatmeal or fruit or a piece of toast, like always try to pair it with a protein or fat or don't eat it naked. Like that one always sticks. Everyone hears the word naked and suddenly they get interested. (laughs) I was going to say that's so that's, I like that. I might start using that. (laughs) The next one is our cortisol levels. That stress hormone is highest in the morning and we naturally lower those by eating. So from also just like a cortisol management, cortisol, I guess like cortisol stress management throughout the day, that's why we want to eat frequently, but especially in that morning, the levels are highest and you don't really have to do anything crazy for it. You just got to eat something and it'll naturally lower them. Um, And I guess we can go to the next one too, which is it really helps from like a blood sugar stability standpoint. If we go too long without eating, say with like intermittent fasting, for example, if we go like 16 hours without eating, that can cause our blood sugar levels to drop. And that can lead to us feeling like fatigue, headaches, those like hangry symptoms, like you want to punch someone in the face, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and if we have this crazy blood sugar roller coaster, like it's just up and down super drastically that can lead to us kind of having those like snacky feelings or like cravings maybe. And so hopefully having those more stable blood sugars where you're eating every few hours 
And then also only having a short fast at night, which we'll kind of get to later, like 10, 12 hours or so. Um, hopefully that will help to not make you feel super duper snacky. Not that snacking is bad. Emily and I are big no. snackers ourselves. We literally were just eating snacks before we hit record. Um, but it's more so like the mindless snacking where you're not actually getting that physical hunger. It's just kind of a response to having crazy blood sugar responses. All important reasons to eat breakfast and all yeah. solid reasons so far. One of the next ones is a little bit more specific. So this is something more so if you like to exercise in the morning, we do not recommend coming off of a fasting state into some type of like workout because when we eat, we supply the body with that glucose, that energy. And when you're coming off of however long, like 12 hour fast, 10 hour fast, however long it is, your body doesn't have that readily available glucose, that energy, because we ate many, many hours ago. So what happens is since the body does not have that readily available glucose, it actually starts burning through our glycogen stores from our muscle. It's easier to convert energy from muscle. And yeah, it's easier to convert muscle into energy rather than fat, which no one wants to hear that. Just kind of how the body likes to function and what its priority is kind of getting energy. It doesn't really care about what source it is. Um, but that's why one, we don't want to lose muscle mass in any situation. And then also when you do eat something small, it doesn't have to be something huge. I normally recommend, I think 15 grams of carb before a morning workout, whether that's like a Gatorade or a piece of fruit or some crackers or a toast, whatever it is. Uh, when we do eat, we're going to have improved energy levels during our workouts because we want to feel good during those as well as just overall better performance, whether that's lifting more, running faster, swimming faster, punching harder and kickboxing. I don't know. But that's another big thing I've seen where, because I know I personally also like to get my workout. If I am, if I am going to work out <laughs> right now, we're in a little bit of a rut. But if I do partake, it will be, <laughs> it'll be in the morning. And, um, yeah, we want to give ourselves some type of feel. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of debunk this a little bit more in, I think it's episode 20 in our first myth or fact fitness edition episode. We talked about mm -hmm. fasted exercise. So we'll link that one below. Um, but yeah, it is your body needs food for energy. And so like Emily said, if you go for a super long time, which you will, if you're sleeping for a good amount of time, and then you try to go do a workout, depending on like the strenuous strenuosity is that a word the intensity of your workout <laughs> yeah I've been talking for like 10 hours today my Too much my talking. words are gone um depending on the intensity of your workout you likely will need a pretty good amount of glucose and the best way to get that to your body is to eat it so yeah yeah we don't recommend fasted cardio or fasted exercise really in general no. for those reasons like Emily listed all right. Our next reason to eat breakfast, number five, is to help you get some more fiber in the morning. If there's one nutrient, I guess there's two nutrients that I always talk about a lot, and that's protein and fiber. And we want to get both of those in the morning, actually. Protein is also very important to get in the morning to help us stay full. So we have that stable blood sugar, not eating our carbs naked, all of that. Um, but fiber is also one that we have to be pretty intentional about. And we often, as a whole society, we generally don't eat enough fiber. And so if you can kind of sneak some in at breakfast, that's really great. Again, you have to like be very deliberate. I feel like, like most of us aren't like just snacking on like veggies and hummus in the morning, 
but you can sneak in veggies into like smoothies or fruit too. We'll have some fiber as well. Add like some veggies to like your egg scramble or like an omelet. You could do like those egg muffins, like with veggies in them and like freeze those or refrigerate those. Oh gosh, what else? I think those are kind of the big ways. Um, I think my best way is putting them in smoothies is what I like to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or like adding them on top of like a toast of some type of spread, whether it's like, if you don't do like peanut butter toast, maybe add some like bananas or raspberries or something on top or if you were doing maybe like more of savory like I like to do avocados I actually don't know how much flavors in avocados they're a good fiber um, source okay cool because I eat that every day <laughs> I just thought of one too you could do like hemp seeds chia seeds mm, flax seeds yes. throw those in like literally everything oh, yeah that's what I do super easy yeah and they have like essentially no taste so it's super not yeah. invasive to use them <laughs> <laughs> they won't ruin your food is what I'm trying to say yeah <laughs> yeah that's one of the funniest things I always like I always recommend like one to two handfuls of leafy greens in your smoothie and people are like why that amount I'm like it's normally about like maybe one to two servings but like there's no harm in doing more you just might have very like your bowel movements might be affected a little bit which I don't know if you really want that and also I don't know if you like the taste of a ton yeah. of like like liquid spinach. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a threshold when you add veggies to smoothies where you don't taste it. Yeah. And if you go past that, you're screwed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At least it's fast to drink then. That's true. Almost an art. (laughs) It really is. It really is. I've kind of like gotten it down to a science where I can kind of like estimate exactly how much of each ingredient I need Mm -hmm. to like make a perfect smoothie. I am I'm getting off sidetrack, but I am a terrible smoothie maker because I want to add in everything. Oh, so I add like five fruits and like way too much leafy greens and like whatever else. And then I've made like three servings probably of a smoothie. And I'm like, me being me, no, I, I don't have like the logistical side to be like, yes. I am going to save this. No, I like put you it can't in a really bowl. Save smoothies anyway. No, they don't really. The texture changes and the consistency yeah. changes, so I will power through. And normally, uh, it becomes a, a smoothie bowl at that point. Yeah, and then I add toppings on top, which is oh my gosh, more- <laughs> just what it needs is more <laughs> more stuff. And normally, it'll be like two meals worth. I'll just be eating it for probably like three to four hours. I'm just you trying to do that. You're you make meals last so long. I know. Cause I tend to make my, my eyes and my brain are hungrier than my body. Yeah. Like one of the biggest debates I have every morning with myself, with my little British Australian accent in my head is, am I going to have one piece of bread with my avocado toast or two? And I have to really gauge my body because oftentimes it's normally like nine out of times it's one, but if I ever get really ambitious and it's two and I don't finish it and I'm like, oh my gosh. I think you had two today, didn't you? Based on I did have two today. I was, I was feeling very ravenous. <laughs> well, you said you were very productive today. So I'm guessing it sounds like yeah, it that extra well. toast. Yeah. It gave you the energy you needed. Yeah. But yeah. I actually made a TikTok about that and I, oh, yeah. I, it was a very supportive TikTok, which I appreciate, but 
I think, and I think you've talked about it where people were arguing, they weren't really like arguing, like arguing, but they were like, isn't it wasted food if you force no. yourself to eat it yeah. versus throwing it out? And I am just like, I think I'm more on the side of, I don't want to throw it out. So I'll eat it five hours later. The texture will be completely different, but I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely in that camp too, where like, if I can save it, I'm going to, of course, I wouldn't like yeah. throw away like totally great things that would be good for leftovers. Right. But like in that smoothie situation, I would not drink that whole smoothie (laughs) over a period of like four hours. I would just chalk it up as a loss, make it a learning opportunity (laughs) and make a better smoothie next time. (laughs) Yeah. I have not learned. (laughs) They're hard. I I will say I've figured out the good like amounts of each ingredient mm-hmm. to like get the texture right. But I always make too much also. My spoonies are always way too big. Yeah. And then I'm like freezing. Excited. I'm like so cold. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The they're so cold. They're so cold. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. And for whatever reason, I like always want them more in the winter. And so then I'm like making myself cold. It's so stupid. Warm okay. smoothies. <laughs> oh no, I have a client and we always talk about this. Like when you have a smoothie that sits too long, if you use like a straw and like that warm part of the smoothie comes up in the straw, oh, (laughs) that is like the most nasty thing in the world. Yeah. It's like that warm mush before you get the actual cold part of the smoothie that's in the cup. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I can't do it for that reason. Like I just expect that. And so now I can't even do smoothies. Oh no. Like I hear you girl. I'm like, it's terrible. Oh, okay. We have anyway. a, one last reason to eat breakfast. <laughs> yes. One last reason. Okay. So the last reason is eating breakfast helps establish a morning routine. I'm sure you've heard like an any type of, I'm a big self-help book, podcast, whatever it is, advocate. But just in general, I'm sure you've heard like develop a morning routine, develop a nighttime routine. Breakfast plays a huge part in kind of having that morning routine set. It doesn't have to be super crazy and right. just kind of knowing that you will make time to eat in the morning so that way you don't feel as rushed it'll help you kind of wake up a little bit earlier so you have more time to start your day so you're not just like waking up before you have to go and running and throwing on clothes and maybe grabbing something or even just skipping what you're eating but help you feel less rushed and additionally if you have a consistent task that you know you'll have to complete and which is kind of a weird way to think about it, but you get, you'll get what I'm saying. If you have a consistent task to complete and you kind of can easily get that done and it becomes part of your routine, you already start your day off well and kind of feel successful and accomplished. Just yeah. knowing I ate, I'm good to start my day off. Let's go. Yeah. It's a good way to like do some self-care in the morning. Yeah. And yeah, like Emily kind of said too, it doesn't have to be this full-fledged thing where you spend an, you have to get up an hour earlier to make this crazy big breakfast. Like just get up like 10 minutes earlier so you can make a smoothie or make some avocado toast, or maybe you like make overnight oats the night before and you wake up and just like eat them really, not really quickly, but you eat them before you kind of start your day. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever like version of that works for you, but don't feel like it has to be this crazy thing that really throws a wrench in the works where it's like now go to bed an hour earlier to just make yourself eat breakfast the next day. No, yeah, it can be like literally 10 minutes extra. Let's yes. briefly talk about intermittent fasting a little bit more. So if you guys want to hear us do a full episode, we have one on it's episode 26 on intermittent fasting. We talk about, we'll link it. Yeah. We'll link it. So we'll talk more about it there. 
really the biggest thing with intermittent fasting, and the reason we bring it up is because with that, again, you usually do skip breakfast, which we're talking about today. It's like not this magical thing. Like the only reason intermittent fasting quote unquote works if your goal is weight loss, which I'm guessing it is if you're doing intermittent fasting, the only reason that again, quote unquote works is because it often creates a calorie deficit, which we all know, I hate that word, but it's <laughs> metabolically the law of thermodynamics, whatever, that we have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. So that's the only way it works. Like if you are only allowing yourself to eat for like six out of the 24 hours of the day, of course, it's going to be really hard to eat all your calories, um, which we kind of explain a lot more in the episode, but that's the only reason it does. Again, I keep saying quote for weight loss because it doesn't actually often work long-term as you can do that forever. Um, but like we already said, we usually want to eat in the morning because our blood sugar levels can drop if we do go too long. And so Emily and I often say like 10 to 12 hours or so is kind of about as long as you should go from dinner or like your nighttime snack or whatever until your next meal the next day. And most intermittent fasting like periods go more like 14 to 18 hours where you're not eating. And that can lead to just increased levels of stress in the body, which is never a good time. So along with like feeling hungry, you're now adding this stress component to the body as well. Which stress affects everything. So we want to do everything possible to lower those levels. But yeah, not the biggest intermittent fasting. I think actually in that episode, I talked about how I'm an unintentional intermittent faster. Yes. <laughs> Which we all are if your fasting is like 10 hours. Yeah. But it's not like I'm going out of my way to be like, yes, I am done eating by this time. It's just, I like to eat dinner at uh, an elderly time (laughs) (laughs) I do too I usually have dinner super early yeah I actually I'm gonna talk about the skin I always laugh when any of my like patients or clients are like I eat dinner so early and then they'll tell me like 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 seven o'clock oh yeah (laughs) or seven and then I'm like I like to eat at 4 (laughs) p.m well I don't tell them that because I don't I don't want to deal with that judgment. Not that they yeah. will, but like, you never, people be like, oh, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it like cracks me up. Cause I'm like, I, I would, if I could every day I would eat, which yeah, I would eat breakfast, dinner at 4 PM every day. I would thrive. I thrived on that schedule. Do you have a nighttime um, snack or do you not eat until the next morning? I it's not always, it kind of depends on something actually. I don't know if we've done a, an episode on blood sugar stability, but not really. We talk about since, it a lot, but yeah, since I have no longer been eating my consistent dinner at 4 PM, I now eat later and now I snack more, mm. because, but it's because I'm going so long without eating that like my, I have like way more cravings. Yeah. Yeah. Which like makes me not that snacking is bad. It's just, I don't like feeling so like hungry yeah like you're out of control sometimes yeah like I will eat dinner at 8 p.m sometimes and that makes me so upset I know (laughs) I do not like eating that late like maybe a snack but not dinner I know and to kind of clear that up people always ask me like if I eat past seven o'clock will it all turn to fat we're not saying that we're no no. I always say like the only reason you should have a time limit is just because you notice you feel a certain way if you eat at a certain time yeah but your body's going to be metabolizing, whether it's 4 p.m. or yeah. 4 a.m. 
it's like a complete personal preference I yes. if you have listened to enough episodes by now you know I am high maintenance <laughs> and <laughs> 4 p.m is my golden hour <laughs> I just don't I'm a creature of habit I don't yeah. like I do not I do not do well with flexibility <laughs> watch as this now like it's like some like employer like sees this yeah, right. remember when I'm like I'm flexible I'm adaptable not, not with my eating habits Chick, you said you are not we heard it <laughs> deny reject it yeah, just deny that wasn't me that was Patricia <laughs> that was a different Emily Krause actually yeah yeah not. she looks just like me but it's not the same yeah <laughs> Okay, cool. let's discuss some of our favorite breakfast options. Yeah, that are easy because I know that that's always the biggest question I get is people are like, I don't have time. Let's discuss some quick ones then. So first one off the bat, just getting a simple high fiber cereal and adding it with like a side of fruit. I'm realizing now that I wrote this down, it might not have a protein in it. So maybe make it a high protein cereal. <laughs> I like to do like a high protein milk. I'll do like the Fairlife milk. Ooh, a cup of that has like so 13 smart. grams of protein. Oh, that's so smart. And it's lactose free if you're like Emily and can't do the, the OG milk. milk hurts you. Yeah. <laughs> the OG milk. OG milk. <laughs> or you can even, sometimes I will like literally add like a protein shake as the milk, or I will oh, like yeah. add protein powder to the milk super easy or again like add chia seeds hemp seed flaxseed that would add some Mm -hmm. protein and fiber and healthy fats and maybe it's maybe two or three ingredients and it takes less than one minute to make yeah that is option number one option number two is just like a protein bar and some fruit you're more of a i don't want to put anything together i want something small super easy to option you're going to get a carb you're going to get some protein yeah Another one, you could do like hard boiled eggs with fruit or like with toast. If you guys are not getting the theme here, it's kind of like carb protein. And you can also add, of course, like healthy fats to that. Like if you would do like the egg and toast, add like avocado to it if you want to or whatever. But kind of the big two I always talk about is like just try to pair carbs and protein together. Yeah. So like if you do the protein bar, that's protein. The fruit would be the carbs. Like mm-hmm. those are the big two. Next one is like peanut butter toast or any nut butter toasts with like banana on top. You don't have to do banana. You can do like raspberries or blackberries or blueberries, whatever it is. Super easy, but it's going to have that protein component from the peanut butter and the carb from the toast and banana. And you also get some fiber in with that banana too, which we love. We love. And then another one is overnight oats. Those are kind of like, I don't want to say cliche because they're like really great. But those are kind of like a go-to super easy one that I like to do. Um, pro tip, if you've not seen my TikTok, you can like take an old like nut butter jar when it like gets close to being gone and like make your overnight oats in there. And then you get like peanut butter in the overnight oats. So good. And you get to like reuse a jar, which is cool. Um, so those are some like more, I'd say like solid options, but I want to talk about like practical hunger real quick because there are some reasons that we eat besides just our body telling us, Hey, I need energy in the form of calories. Please feed me. We can also eat for what's called like taste hunger, where we eat because like, we just have a craving for a certain taste. Um, we can eat for like emotional hunger. Like if we are feeling stressed or tired or whatever. And we talk about that a lot and how, you know, it's not going to fix the emotion if you are eating out of an emotion, but 
it doesn't mean that it's not valid to ever eat because you feel a certain way. And then the other, the fourth type of hunger besides those three is called practical hunger. And this applies to breakfast because say you're someone who doesn't really feel hungry in the morning and you usually skip breakfast, but that does lead you to feel kind of snacky later in the day. You have that crazy blood sugar roller coaster, whatever. You might be one who practices this practical hunger component where maybe you do get something in the morning and we'll kind of go over some easy on the stomach options that would work well for you. Um, so you do not have that residual hunger later in the day. So you're not eating in the morning because you necessarily have that physical hunger, but you have practical hunger. And so you're eating to make sure that you don't have those negative effects down the road. Yeah. I practice this a lot recently since I've been kind of like, I just have been kind of feeling rushed in the morning. And so I often don't feel hungry, like right when I get up, I know I can't like eat when I get to work. So I just start my work. So mm-hmm. I have been a big fan of doing like, as you guys probably know, if you follow me on social media, like the fair life shakes, I'm obsessed with those. And like this morning I did one of those and I do it over ice. And then I add a shot or two of espresso. So it's like a little latte. And then we always pair with carbs. So I will add like a piece of toast with that or fruit or like a little packet of oatmeal. Um, that way it's like a full balanced meal, but like protein shakes in general can be a really, really helpful thing. If you maybe don't feel super hungry, but you do want to practically eat something. So you don't end up having negative, negative effects of skipping breakfast later in the day. And another kind of similar, I was about to say cousin, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> a cousin of the protein shake is just the smoothie. What? <laughs> a cousin. In the same family. <laughs> I know, but I feel like cousin is like not <laughs> the family member I would have chosen. But anyway, carry on. In this same family on the protein shake is the smoothie. Another easy way to like always, I always recommend like having like veggies, like leafy, a handful of leafy greens, like some frozen fruit. If you like it thicker, adding like either a protein powder, but then also like you could add a nut butter in it or like hemp seeds, chia seeds, make it super easy and well-rounded so that you have that carb component along with that protein component. But It'll be a liquid, so it's a lot easier kind of to get down. It doesn't really feel as heavy on your stomach. Or you could also in the family is the great uncle, uncle. <laughs> is adding like any type of like collagen or protein powder, which can actually just talk about. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Yes. Yeah. If you guys don't have like if you do like a powder instead of like a protein, like pre-made shake. You're going to need either like a blender or to make it easier on yourself. Like oh, one yeah. of those, like little, what are they frothers. called? Like little frothers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do that in your coffee. It makes it really, really well. And yeah. actually, whenever you do like collagen or like a, like a whey protein powder, it gets like super duper foamy and fluffy. It's oh, actually yeah. really, really good. Some other tips though, for honoring that practical hunger is like, if you don't want to go the liquid route, you could just eat something small, like some like fruits and nuts. You don't have to have the big meal. You could just have something small, just making sure it's not a carb by itself or a naked carb, naked carb. I want to mention too, that it doesn't have to even be breakfast food. Like this goes back to like breakfast in general, even if you do like one, a more solid breakfast, like I'll do like leftovers in the morning. Sometimes like it's totally fine to do foods that are like typical breakfasty foods. If that sounds good. Yeah. 
I love leftovers on the weekends for breakfast. Yes. Like what it, is it? It's so good. I don't know what it is, but like, I think I had a burrito this past weekend yeah. and I had the other half of it for breakfast and I was living my best life. It's so good. <laughs> I love when I have Trader Joe's orange chicken and fried rice leftover. Oh my That's gosh. so good for it's, breakfast. Oh, I would eat that for every meal. Me <laughs> too. I don't know why it's so good. I trust Trader Joe's with my life. Me too. Especially their easy meals. Ross gets sick of it. He's like, you eat this way too much. We cannot keep having this. I'm like, fine. I'll eat the whole bag myself then. It'll last me like four meals, which is great. Yeah. I think that's what Bobby will be like, but that's, we will figure that out. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be fine. Future Emily problem. Yes, exactly. Not right now. I will enjoy my same meal five days in a row. (laughs) It'll be fine. Final thoughts. So final thoughts is breakfast the most important meal of the day. That's often a question we get asked. It really depends, which you guys, I know, hate that answer, but it's like all about the context. Like if you maybe find that if you're not a breakfast eater and that doesn't really affect any of your subsequent meals throughout the day or any other aspects of your health, then cool. You don't have to eat breakfast, of course, but I think it's good if you do experience like super duper big, like cravings or like munchies throughout the day, or you feel like you're low energy or any of the other things we kind of mentioned, it might be good to reflect and see if it's because you do skip breakfast. And if yeah. so, hopefully that'd be an easy fix where you could just, you know, have an apple and a protein shake every morning and suddenly you have more energy. You're not quite a snacky later in the day, whatever. So it's not like a perfect thing where you have to do it. Of course, nothing is ever black and white like that when it comes to this, but for most of us, it's often a good idea. Do you like breakfast for dinner? I like breakfast any time of the day. Me too. But also, like, I am not as strong of, like, I don't have a strong opinion about only eating breakfast foods. Even though I eat avocado toast every single day, like, that just, like, I could, I've also eaten, like, bean burgers for breakfast. It's just, like, I'm not as strong opinionated about that. I'm not either. Only breakfast foods. This could be a good bonus question, so maybe we should save it. But when you do leftover pizza, do you like it cold or hot? I love cold pizza. It's pretty good. I typically do it hot because I like it better hot, but I also can really appreciate some good cold pizza. Oh, yeah. I think it depends. No, it depends. (laughs) That's true. I do not like cold deep dish. That is no, 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 no. But like, uh, like Papa John's. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I've heard some people just like leave it on the counter overnight and then they just eat it. Yeah. That can't be good for the cheese. Um, no, that like <laughs> gets in the temperature danger zone. Like that's so bad. Yeah. Those the serve safe in me serve is safe. like Yeah, I'm like, no. 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 I once left coffee out that I made like in a pot overnight and I like freaked out. I don't even know what like I don't know anything about the safety of coffee. I'm like thinking of like what? Uh coffee's probably fine. It probably just wouldn't taste very good though. What is it about? I think I saw a TikTok about it and they explained the science behind it, but like how iced coffee is delicious, but hot coffee that turns yes. cold is not good. <laughs> there was like literally science behind that answer that I don't remember. But yeah, I actually, to be very honest, I did not watch the video because I was just like, yeah, yeah, are not the same. And I moved on. <laughs> I was like, you don't need to tell me the evidence. I he was like talking you. about like the different compounds in the coffee and how they react to temperature. I was like, that's really cool that you're really into coffee that much, but I just know that I don't like it like that. <laughs> it's a personal preference. It gets kind of gross. Fine. Like when you like have a hot cup, hot cup of coffee and it kind of sits too long, it's not good at all. No, 
I don't like hot coffee. I feel like we talked about this because there's only one temperature that I like. Yes. Same. And then if you miss that window and you know, I take forever to drink things. So like, yeah, you do. I, hot I need something. Not, yeah. No, <laughs> no, practically <laughs> hot coffee cannot be something you like. No, it just not make sense. No, <laughs> but otherwise it's like too hot and then you burn your mouth or it's too cold and like reheating it is not the same no especially if you like add like creamer to it that gets all curdly they have like those ember cups we've seen those they're really expensive but like it keeps your coffee at a perfect temperature yes yeah i kind of want one because they're cool but also i like iced coffee more just like in general not even because of that from a practical Mm -hmm. standpoint i just like iced coffee more and so it kind of be a waste of money because i don't drink hot coffee that often have to be in the mood. Maybe someone will send one to you. Oh yeah. If you're listening, hint, hint. sponsor me. <laughs> I will gladly promote it. Or any listener just want to make a day. <laughs> <laughs> Those are expensive. Please do not do that. Those are like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, something like that. Maybe the founder of yeah. Ember. The founder has some money to spare. <laughs> or if you're rich and listening to this, by all means. Yeah. But if you are working paycheck to paycheck, <laughs> do not send me an ember mug. <laughs> I'll be yeah. okay. I'll be okay. I have a microwave. I'll just do iced coffee. It's fine. We will, we will survive. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm just being dramatic. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the bonus question. I'm so excited. I'm for so this excited. One. Today's bonus question is what is the best time for brunch? So the reason that I pick this question is because brunch is like such a huge time span. Like you can go at like 9 a.m. or like 3 p.m. And so that's why I was wondering. I mean, I don't do that. My answer, as you'll find out, is I'm an early person, which we all know anyway. I'm the one who's like up at 4 a.m. Yeah. So obviously I'm going to try to go to brunch early because if you don't eat brunch until like 2 or 3 p.m., if that's your first meal of the day, we just talked about how you don't want to go that long without eating. And I'm a big fan of like a brunch buffet. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want to like be pretty hungry, but I don't want to be like so hungry that I haven't eaten in like 24 hours. So like, I feel like 10, 11 o'clock is like the best time because you can kind of sleep in, you can get ready. If you're going like on a little girl's date, you can like get all dressed up and look all cute. Mm-hmm. And then you are at a pretty peak hunger at that point. So you can really enjoy a good buffet. So my answer is like, 10 11 that kind of that kind of time i agree i think we're actually gonna agree on this time wow which like out of all the 24 hours in the day really agree. <laughs> um, i also agree i like eating both breakfast and lunch foods yes. in a brunch <gasps> if it's buffet like in getting both of it like yeah. you eat your breakfast foods and then i always like i'm like i'm taking a break and then i'm like time for lunch foods um, but also I am very hungry in the morning and I want to yeah. eat, but also I feel like brunch is like a mindset. So I don't <laughs> know how much, <laughs> it's a social construct it is, it is. <laughs> and I was like, I always imagine brunch, like you get a little bit dressed up and like, whether it's with like your friends or after a holiday or like a holiday brunch or whatever it is. So it's not like at 9 a.m. It's going to be a little bit later so you can get ready and whatnot. But also anything past 11 a.m. would probably make me upset because I'm like, at that point, it's lunch. That's lunch. This is not brunch. No. 
Uh, yeah. I think 10 to 11 is a good time to start. To start. Yeah. I want to yeah. like have food on my plate at like 10, 11. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can get there at like 9.30, 9.45 to start off with some mimosas. Yes. Or Bloody Mary. Do you like Bloody Marys? I like tomato juice. I don't, and I like the fixings in a Bloody Mary, but I don't really like them by themselves. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I'll drink it. Like Bobby if I have loves them. Really? Oh yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm more of a mimosa. Me too. Yeah. Um, there's a place in Fort Wayne we'll have to go to when you come visit. They have a pretty good brunch buffet. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds amazing right now. Ross and I were there a few weeks ago. It since COVID, it hasn't been quite as good. It used to like be all the rage. Like mm. that's where everyone would go on Sunday mornings in Fort Wayne. But COVID ruined everything. So they kind of like scaled back and it's not quite as good, but it's still yeah. pretty good. They used to have like a donut bar where you would like get a oh donut. Oh my god! You could like pick if you want like a glaze or a different frosting. They had like toppings, like bacon bits, like sprinkles, all the stuff. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! I want a bacon donut. Yeah, they have like a maple glaze. You could do the maple glaze and then bacon on top. I was my oh go-to. my gosh! That yeah. sounds so good. <laughs> so good. So you get that and then you get, they have the best bacon, like strips of bacon. They have like this Denver omelet skillet thing. That's really good. Oh and then you have gosh. to go like lunchy with some like um, prime rib. We're actually just I was there saying breakfast is my favorite. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Brunch might be my favorite meal oh, of the day. Oh, brunch for sure. But like brunch isn't something you do every day. It's a, no, it's a Sunday tradition. Yeah. Most places don't even have brunch, like unless it's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Like this place only has it on Sundays. I wonder why that is. <laughs> it's a social construct. That's why. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Something we should make brunches every day. Everyone should not start work until 12 p.m. Yeah, but I also don't want to work till like 8 p.m. We all get off at 4 p.m. Okay. And we work Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And we all have time for brunch. And then Fridays is our mental health day. And then Saturdays and Sundays are enjoying life day because we live. Have you heard the TikTok audio? Like we're on a floating rock. (laughs) Yeah. That has been my mindset so much. I got to get there. I got to get there. I am literally there when I like get stressed about, I granted as like, you guys don't know this, but I literally like had a very stressful week for absolutely. I don't know. I guess it's just all built up. Yeah. But now, like a couple days later, I'm like, we're on a rock. We're on a floating rock. <laughs> it's so matters. true. Like nothing matters. <laughs> like life is just weeks and then we die and no one's going to care about this podcast in 20 years. No. Okay. Not 20 years, like a hundred years. They're going to care yeah, in 20 yeah, years. We're still going to be doing years. this. Will this be our legacy? Oh, or yeah. will we just be. Or the internet will get like just so convoluted with like other things that will just be like pushed to the side. I don't even want to know what the internet will be like in 10 years. That stresses me out. We're content creators. So like imagine like just all this stuff that's going to be on the internet forever once we die. Like this will all just be there unless we delete forever. it. But even then it probably still won't actually be deleted. No. Once it's on the internet, I firmly believe it is always on the internet. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. We're on a floating rock. Tomorrow is not promised. That's another podcast episode. <laughs> You guys did not sign up for this. <laughs> Sorry to like, I don't want to stress you guys out, but I think it's a good mindset though. It's like, yeah, 
stop worrying about stupid stuff. This is a floating yeah. rock. Eat brunch whenever you want to eat brunch. Yeah. Brunch is a mindset. You can have brunch whenever you want. Yeah. It's a floating rock. Okay. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Thank you guys right. so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you ins- we inspired you to go eat some breakfast if you were not yes. already a big breakfast groupie like us. Team breakfast. Team All right. Thanks for having breakfast. <laughs> Tud, hashtag Tud eats breakfast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Tag us. <laughs> hashtag Tud brunch. Tud buds at brunch. We will see you guys next week. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your host Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at the Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.